Welcome to episode 76 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night or of course with the audio Monday during the day or whenever you're listening here. Welcome here to Drew's Sports Crew and look we have a great episode planned here on this Sunday night or Monday morning again. Look I'm going to be going through some high school stuff here in the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We'll be going through Week one of Friday Night Lights, it is all wrapped up. We'll be talking all about it here. And then also, I'll be doing the Brewer Prediction Challenge. I'll be going through that. And then we'll also do the Weekly Brewer segment that, you know, I haven't done in a few weeks as I've had, had a lot of guests on here on this Monday episode. So, look, I got to go through some announcements before we start. Of course, follow the social medias up here. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Drew Sports Crew or down below, right? If you're interested in buying hats, contact at Drew Sports Crew for more info. So there you go. Hats again. We have the Journey to a Million hats on the Friday show with myself and then Zach Rouse, Jared Veloski. Interested in one of those? Those are $15. Or also the $15 Drew Sports Crew hats, right? Drew Sports Crew got the hats. Not wearing it right now. I should be. Um, I'll be wearing it. For the baseball crew, how about that? Uh, when I when I'm live tomorrow night, be wearing that. But otherwise, yeah, fifteen dollars for a hat. You cannot go wrong. They are they're, they're awesome hats and embroidered hats. Look, I recommend just going out and getting one. Great stuff there to represent uh, the brand. Other than that, right? Live stream days. Got to talk about scheduling this week. So tomorrow night. I will be live doing Drew's baseball crew, of course, for Tuesday. We've been doing very well on that, so go check that out, as always, on Fantasia. And then if you're interested in joining that football, we have another fantasy football league. I've got one of those filled up already. I have another one, though. However, if you missed out on Fantasia, go check that out. I can get you in another league there, $5 entry for that. Also, Thursday night, Journey to Million, Zach, Jared, and Drew, of course, there. Look, I, I made an awesome game show. Spent like over an hour on this game show. It is a wonderful game, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I will not share what it is, but look, Zach and Jared are going to be they're they're going to be in for be in for a nice game there. It's going to be a challenge, and I want to see how they fare during it. But look, Thursday night, if you want to listen to that live, go check that out. I tied in, of course, football, fantasy football with that. So like. It's a great listen, or will be a great listen, I'll say. You know, if you're looking fancy football stuff, some draft stuff, some last-minute stuff for sure, you can get it all in that episode. Otherwise, Thrive Fantasy, of course, with Journey to a Million, right? Use promo code J2M to start your journey to a million today, right? I mean, that's we have an awesome promo going on, of course. You can win sports cards, Bobby Portis and Luke Gedeke. You can win both of those. In the final giveaway, only a few spots left on that. So please, you know, I, I'd go do that. It's a great, it's a great app, and um, we've been running contests on it. It's been a lot of fun. So, you know, Jared's been enjoying the strikeout props, especially. But look, that kind of wraps up the intro part here. I got some stats I want to read. So it's actually only a lone stat, but it's a longer stat. Is how we're gonna do our segue here from the intro to talking some high school. Look, it's from Adam McAlvey at MLB.com. He covers the Milwaukee Brewers, which we're, we're going to high school, which not Brewers, which it's fine. But three weeks ago this morning, the Brewers were 89.6% chance 
to make the playoffs and 80.3% to win the division, according to Fangraphs modeling. So they do a lot of the stats and stuff. If you're familiar with Fangraphs, right? They do a lot of probability statistics stuff, right? After St. Louis, Philadelphia, and San Diego all won yesterday, the model dropped Milwaukee to 16% for the division and below 50-50 for the playoffs. And I have the picture. It, it does not look pretty if you're a Brewer fan, which many of us are. And the the other thing was, if we look at 2019, right, this will make some of us feel better. The Brewers were 15% for the playoffs on the state in 2019. There's also 43 games to go, Adam Adam McKelvey, you know, says, right? And he's right. But other than that, look, it, it that shows it's been a terrible run for the Brewers. I know they win on Sunday. They, they did, right? And it, it just still has been a tough season, a tough past few weeks. And that Josh Hader trade with the Brewers and Padres, the big joke right now, right? The winner of the trade is... Colorado Rockies, who pick up Denelson Lamette. He's been actually like the best pitcher out of the trade, basically. And he's also um he also blew a game to the Cardinals. So he ended up helping out the Cardinals in the trade and hurting the Brewers. So just the way, you know, way baseball works sometimes. But otherwise, let's get into the high school part here. Right? Friday night lights, week one has come and gone already. Look, here on Drew Sports Girl, we got you covered. We'll be going through each game. Unfortunately, we don't have stats for each game. I always do give this talk every sports season. It always helps us out, coaches, if you submit final scores right away, which all of them are in, which we appreciate. One of them might be wrong, though. We'll talk about it. But stats-wise, if you can get stats, and that helps everyone out here. That helps out, of course, you know, people covering it. It helps out listeners. It helps out just all journalism and you know, people who want to be, you know, want to cover the sport, want to be just fans overall. It, it's something that will always help out, but we do have some stats I would like to add, but yeah, I mean, all, all the teams were in action there on either Thursday or Friday, right? We have of course, eight teams in the EWC and all eight teams had a game, which is great to see. We had two Thursday games though. However, we'll talk about those first here. So it was Keel traveling to Kiwani was game one, really the first game there with Chilton and Krivitz as well, but Look, Kiwani ended up getting the job done. 28-21 was the final. We unfortunately have no stats for this game. I was not there. Again, it was at Kiwani High School. All we know is the Keel Raiders, they put up a fight. They ended up they ended up losing there by 7 to Kiwani, but that's kind of all we have there. We don't have, again, any stats or information. That's where I always say, if you have information, send it in at EWC underscore sports, at Drew Sports Crew, or just at myself, at Drew Skyberg. So do that. Send it in. I'll be sure to cover it here on the episode. As always, Chilton and Krivitz, they were in a duel there in Krivitz. 28-27 is the final there. Krivitz gets the job done. Look, Krivitz, this was a surprise in terms of we we knew how good Chilton was going to be, right? We we mentioned it last week. Someone sent it in. 21 seniors, I believe, was the number. Insane. I have them number two in the conference. Max Miller at quarterback. Look, he's going to be... He is as good as it gets there for the Tigers. Eight for 12. He went two touchdowns and no picks. He did a great game. No interceptions there. And look, Zach Halbach, five for 57 there. 11.4 yards in attempt with a touchdown. Jared Gell then, 10 for 62. 6.2 a carry. 
Look, I mean, they have an awesome rushing attack. Then also, it was Dalton Tash, two receptions for 80 yards. And Zach Halbach, of course, three for 53. There defensively, we got Max Miller with a forced fumble there on the defensive end. And then also Logan C with eight tackles. And then I gave him 11 total tackles there for the Tigers. And the yeah, Krivitz, though, story for them was a balanced rushing attack. They had 293 yards of rushing. They had four guys with 60 or more rushing yards. That's all, That's always going to be a story. They only passed six times, if I'm seeing this right. Talk about a run-heavy game. Eight, 18 combined passes only between both squads. And like I said, no interceptions thrown by either their either team. And uh, how, how it went down was this was the difference. It was tied, if I'm seeing this right. 21-21, all end of three. And basically, Chilton... Only scored six in the fourth. Krivitz, they scored. They got the extra point, so it must have been a missed extra point there. Can I look for you? Chilton. Oh, they went for what I'm seeing is they went for the win maybe with a – I see the two-point conversion run unsuccessful. Maybe they went for the win there at the end of the game. We, I unfortunately am not sure, but if anyone could send that information in clarification, we do appreciate it as always. Let's go to the next game. Campbell Sport, New Holstein. We're squaring off at New Holstein. Campbell Sport, they got the job done. They were up as much as 33 here. They get the job done 33-7 as New Holstein puts up a touchdown in the fourth. And that was done by, it looks like it was a passing touchdown there. It was from Sean Floyd, their quarterback, there to Luke. Is that, yeah, Luke Raff. There for the touchdown is what I am seeing. Yeah, I got, I got it here. One reception there, 14 yards, and a touchdown for Graf. Just checking on here. But yeah, Floyd was 6 for 11 there for the Huskies. And then they also had Matt Steer 0 for 4 there for no Holstein. Otherwise, um, rushing, there's not much there. They only had 75 yards of rushing. And Benjamin Tim was the story there for Campbell Sport 21 for 123 yards, 5.9 per carry. Two touchdowns there for him. Huge story again for Campbell Sport. Also, Mitch McCarthy, their quarterback. Three touchdowns and interception. Four for 10 there for McCarthy. And, uh, or it's McCarty, my bad. But otherwise, yeah, Campbell Sport gets the job done. 33-7 there. We got a few more games here. Like I said, all the teams were in action. KLC and Howard's Grove were squaring off. Look, KLC, they they faced a tough team in Howard's Grove. Look, Howard's Grove is no joke. And look, Trent Grunewald and Tyler Rittenhouse, those two as a duo, their quarterback being Grunewald, 17 for 24, 289 yards passing, four touchdowns there for Grunewald. And then Tyler Rittenhouse, 22 for 80 there for him, 3.6 yards and attempt for Rittenhouse. Look, that duo is going to be lethal in the Big East Conference for sure. No stats for KLC at all, unfortunately. So I can really only focus on the non-con opponent, unfortunately. Other games, though, let's go to... This is a nice one. Ron Colley and Lutheran. Ron Colley gets their first win, I believe, since 2019, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's how it works out. I think it ended up being 2019. Um 
It's always a stat we can double check. But look, they got they got it done. They they went twenty six twenty. It was a wild game. Twelve to eight at half. It was the Mantuak rivalry. They say Lutheran Roncalli. Twelve to eight at half. Lutheran was up. Roncalli puts up twelve in the third, and then they get the job done. They win twenty six twenty. Braden Reimer was really the story though. Twenty five rushing attempts, two hundred twenty seven yards, nine point one yards an attempt there for Reimer. Two touchdowns as well. Yeah, Landon Halupni. Two touchdowns for him, seven for 18 passing. Braden Bennett on the other side, nine for 15. Two touchdowns, two picks there for him. And their lead rusher was Camden Bay. 22 attempts for 114 yards for him. Roncalli, like I said, they get the job done. Great win there for the Roncalli Jets. Great win for that program. Look, they went through, again, You know, it's, it's been a while. And it's great to see them finally get back on the win column. So, Next game here, we'll go We'll go to Valders, and we had a wild game is what I've heard. Look, Amro traveled to Valders to face the Vikings. So the final, I believe, is 2019. And I kind of see what they did here. Um, it, right now it's incorrect on Wisports. It says 33-32. So I believe that the fourth quarter score, it says 20-19. So I'm going to guess they actually put the final in the fourth quarter. But if you're looking on Wisports, keep in mind it was 2019. They have the they have the winner right, but the wrong score. Valders did get the job done. Sounds like what I've heard from the game is Amor tried to go to for two to win the game. Valors got the stop. Valors got the job done. So Valors Vikings they get a win here, week one. They did last year as well. So good good start to the year again for the Vikings. Right now we have Trey Schneider up here, 5 for 12, 31 yards, 2 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Only stats we have for the Vikings, no rushing, receiving, or defensive stats. For Amro, the big story was Cole Henke, 26 attempts for 135 yards. They had 246 yards there. For Amro, I believe they're the Amro Foxes is the team. But yeah, Valors, they get the job done. Congratulations to the Vikings. Okay, let's go. We have two more games. Two Rivers. Random like, look, Two Rivers did exactly what we thought Two Rivers would do. They make a statement week one. They Look, they are on a quest right now. They are going to, I mean, they have state ambitions in mind. And look, week one, I mean, they, they show everyone what they're about. 54 nothing was the final. They took care of it. Big story. You would be like, full disclosure, Robert Chimick texted me after the game. He's like, all right, how many yards do you think Chase Smith eyes had against Random Lake? And he told me the score. He's like, they won 54 nothing. I said 350. And as two Rivers fans know, it was he was 10 for 63. He had 63 yards, two touchdowns. The big story, look, my 350 was closer to Justin Clinker's passing yards. Yes, he had 340 yards on only 13 completions. That is insane efficiency. The Raiders were running like no tomorrow there on Random Lake. The Rams, look, insane output there. Um I don't even know where to go. Like it was just such a balanced receiving attack there for the Raiders. They had 342 receiving yards there. Xander Pop had four receptions, 93 yards to lead the Raiders. But they also had guys like Austin Phillips, two for 68. Matthias even had a 55 yard rece- receiving touchdown. Like this is insane. Damian Gretz ha- had a 13 yard touchdown. Elijah Mott, three for 44. Brady Richards, one for 45. Look, this is. 
wild stuff there. And then, of course, the defense did well. Brady Richards had an interception, and they just they just had a great output overall. I mean, it was a great team win. I mean, at the end of the day, is where I'd go for it. Look, no st- no stats for Random Lake, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it was this game was thirty five nothing a half. It was unfortunately, you know, 40, 48 nothing and a three, and then fifty. They they added another touchdown there in the fourth. Fifty four nothing is was the final. Two Rivers has, starts their their season there with an impressive commanding win there for the Raiders. Let's go last game. Hilbert and Brilliant. I was actually at at this game here. Hilbert, the Wolves, they get the job done over Brilliant Lions here, 34-14. No stats really for Hilbert other than we have for rushing. We have Austin Cullen was two for 60, two touchdowns, and Carson Grenzer two for eight with two touchdowns. They just put the touchdowns in, all the scoring plays. But look, for for Hilbert, it was, you know, from what I saw, right, this is a Hilbert offense we have not seen in the past few years. We, we saw more of a spread look for this offense and it was very run heavy offense. They could still pass the ball though. I mean, granted it looked like at least from watching the game, Brilliant their secondary struggled this game. There's a lot of, you know, misplays again. It's week one. I mean, it's, it's week one for everyone here for the players, coaches, officials, even throw that in. It's, it's, it, that's just how it is. Right. I mean, other than scrimmages, we still, that the non-con games are always good for all parties in, involved to, you know, get get ready for conference, basically. And yeah, Joe Shimmick was the starter there, as we predicted. The freshman there for Brilliant. Dane Meyer actually went in on a drive. Yeah, I you didn't know if they were switching, but Shimmick definitely looked looked more he looked more ready, I'd say, um, to be under center. Um, unfortunately, it was just a tough game. Hilbert had a nice rush pass rush going throughout. There's they still look like a solid team. I know many were, you know, skeptical of how Hilbert was gonna look. Now with um, overall just graduating a lot of guys, but you know Jaden Bastion, I go to Brilliant, you know to kind of flip. He he looked very good. I mean he was a very good runner there for Brilliant. We're gonna see a balanced rushing attack. We it seems like we always see that for Brilliant, but this year is no different. It looked like Jane Bastion, Bennett Olson are gonna be those top two runners, and then also Chase Thibodeau was a guy to keep in mind. Eight for forty five. I don't know. I really I. I liked what I saw to Brilliant in some aspects. They had some nice drives, I, I would say, first. Second, um, the defense certainly, uh, passing passing defense looked rough, I'd say, also on the Brilliant side. And Hilbert, I mean, Hilbert had some miscues as well. Hilbert, Hilbert was did not play a perfect game. And um, I don't think anyone expects a perfect game out of anyone. But, yeah, Hilbert put up 21 in the second. That was kind of the story. Uh, but otherwise... For brilliant, you know it's week one. Graduate a lot of guys. I th- I think they'll be fine. And other schools, I think as well. You know who lost week one. I think Chilton's going to be just fine. They match up against the tough opponent. Keel's going to be just fine. Those schools not worried about whatsoever. And I think brilliant. They're still as we as we said. They're still like four or five in the conference is kind of where they are right now. And we have we have our tiers as I talked about. I can go through them in my standings report, but otherwise, you know, that those are week one games. Went through each one there. Week two, let's let's first talk about. So Valders is in for a tough test. Howard's Grove is coming to Valders. That's gonna be a tough game. We saw what Howard's Grove did to KLC. 
also for Brilliant, they are in for a tough game as well. Pass heavy, supposedly, Clintonville is coming to Brilliant. And as we just saw, Brilliant could not handle the, the passing game well. I'm a little worried about how Valors will handle Howard's Grove's passing game. And also, of course, the running game, too. That's going to be a story. New Holstein goes to Random Lake. I like that game for New Holstein. I think they'll get in the win column there. Ocanto comes to comes to Ron Colley, so Ron Rubikfield to face the Jets. That, that, that's going to be a tough one there for the Jets, I think. Utsburg KLC. KLC is going to be in for a nice game. Sheboygan Falls. Look, they make their return to the EWC. Just for a game here as they face Keel. That should be a good game. Two Rivers travels the Brown Deer. I'm not sure they're what we're going to see from Brown Deer. I do like Two Rivers, though. And then Winnebago Lutheran goes to Chilton. So that's going to be an interesting game there. I think Chilton will get it in the win column as well. I, th- I think I think we're going to see I don't we saw a 3 and 5 record basically for the conference schools. Not what we exactly planned, but I think I think we're going to see a 4 and 4 record this week is my guess. I, I see four wins here, potentially four losses is where I'd go. But look, we'll have to wait and see. But let's go through stats and standings report and then we will go Talk about some baseball here on this Sunday night. Okay, standings, here we go. So we have Valders, Two Rivers, and Roncalli, all 1-0. So again, this is not these are non-con games, not nothing with conference yet. And then we have New Holstein, KLC, Keel, Chilton, and Brilliant, all 0-1 right now. Passing yard leaders here in the conference, Justin Klinker, Klinkner, no surprise, 340 yards, well ahead of Max Miller at number two with 178. Landon Halupni of Roncalli rounds it out at 123. Rushing yard leaders, Braden Reimer, 227 rushing yards there for Reimer. Jane Bastion with 78. Then Chase Mathias with 63. Receiving yard leaders, Xander Pop of Two Rivers, 93. Dalton Tash with 80. And then Austin Phillips with 68. So there is your stats and standings reports. Let's go and let's talk some baseball. That will wrap up the high school side here. Thank you again to everyone who sent in scores. Thank you for sending in stats. Please send in more information. We appreciate it. It really helps me out. I, I cannot express how much it helps me out. Like even those six, seven people who sent in information even on very short notice, which again was awesome of you guys worked out great for the episode, worked out great. Just being able to communicate and talk with some other people about what, what we've heard from other teams at the conference. So thank you again for that. Let's go baseball time. So the Brewer prediction challenge, as we know, is something I like to do a lot. And um, I'm usually pretty close. I like to say, I don't like to toot my own horn, but when I do match up against a guest, I almost always lose. Robert Schimmick has beat me. Jared Valeski of Jordy Amelia. He beat me. Guest Alex Trowbridge beat me. Bertie Vandenhoeville, I think even beat me once in a while. And so look, I, I say you seem to never be able to win it, but look, last week I said four and three. They went three and four. I mean, it was a tough week for Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Very frustrating week, I'd say. You know, many people who are watching the games, a lot of people, you know, if you go on social media, angry with results. And look, I don't blame them. I mean, it's it's been tough to even try to defend some of the moves the squad has made as of late, especially. But, you know, let, let's go through those past few games. So, they have that four-game series against the Dodgers. They go 
They lose game one. They win game two. They lose game three. They win game four. So I like to go to game three. I was actually at game three. Dollar dog night. It's very good. And I mean, four or five hot dogs. Dollar. You can't go wrong. But Tony Gonsolin, you know, was on his game. I mean, Tony Gonsolin had one of his best starts of the year and really took care of the Brewers. He's 15 and one. Eric Lauer pitched well, but that unfortunately doesn't get the job done. Um, you know, in which that's just how it was. That game Tuesday was crazy. I guess they, they beat Kimbrell just to kind of backtrack a little bit. They Kimbrell got the loss there and that was in front of a nice crowd as well. But Julio Urias looked incredible on Monday. And then Thursday, we'll go. Corbin Burns looked a little shaky, but Andrew McCutcheon saves the day. Hunter Renfro as well. And Williams gets the save. So they were lucky to get that, that split with the Dodgers, the hottest team in baseball, but they did. And now for the most frustrating series, you know, the Brewers cannot beat three of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm just, let's go through it. So, Early August, right? I mean, they they get swept by the Pirates. They lose two out of three from Cincinnati. And they lose two out of three from Chicago now. So these were the games they've done. They've gone 500 around the playoff teams, which is what you want. But they are under 500 against losing teams. I mean, this is is a recipe to basically be a bubble team. I mean, this isn't even playoffs. This is like, oh, we're a few games out of the playoffs. That's at least how they're playing right now. And many know that, of course. But look, I mean, the schedule does not get easier. Other than the six games you have against Chicago and Pittsburgh back to back, but from there, those are your last six games against those those teams. I mean, you you don't face you thankfully face Cincinnati seven more times, but who knows if that if that's a plus or not? I mean, they've been pathetic against Cincinnati. You know, quite frankly, that's how it's been. And let's go, yeah. In the Chicago series, do we do we really want to talk about it? Christian Yelich? I'm sure everyone saw it. Um, unfortunately drops the baseball um, after, you know, in the exchange and then also half an inning prior strikes out in that bat where he's actually trying to bunt. He ended up getting two strikes because he can lay the bunt down, but that happens. You know, that's, that's sport. We still love our brewers. It's just, it just has been frustrating these past few weeks. And I know for the fans, players, management, everyone is in the same boat, but Sunday, August 21st for Craig council's birthday. Keston here does his thing. It's, two home runs, which again is ironic as it seems Keston's the one who gets held out of the lineup. I mean, he's he's starting twice a week, maybe tops. Uh, was down in the minors for a little bit, but look, the Milwaukee Brewers get the job done five to two. They can, they went on Sunday is how it was. And they were actually down to nothing in that game, I like to add, but they get done. Rogers gets his 29th save there. Again, of course, not all with the Milwaukee Brewers, but 29th nonetheless. Okay, let's go through the slate for next week. Six games on it. Three of them in LA against the Dodgers. What a nice treat. So they go from they go to LA. So this is how it works. They they win the game right today. They have to travel right to LA. They have a game tomorrow night already in Los Angeles. Not fun there. They have a three game that three game series there. It's Lauer Urias, yikes, Burns Gonsolin. Yeah, both those pitchers they uh, they cannot hit off of, and then Heaney, and then Ashby, who, who is going to be there for Milwaukee on Wednesday. Unfortunately, he's been giving up a lot of runs, but 
the stuff still looks incredible. I mean, the stuff, strikeout stuff's there. Just overall, the pitch movement, the velocity, everything's there. It's just he's just getting hit right now. Peralta and Steele, then, when they go back home for against the Cubs, that's going to be a, a nice matchup there. Steele looked very good against the Milwaukee Brewers on Sunday. Woodruff and Smiley going at it on Saturday. And then Eric Lauer and then Adrian Sampson on Sunday. is, And I'll be actually at that game. I'll be at the game of 28th there. So six games there. I went four and two. Again, you might be asking, Drew, you always go over you always go over 500, and when they have matchups like this, I'm forced to. But again, they haven't done well against these two squads, but come on. I don't know it's the Dodgers, but the Cubs for three. My predictions, they lose. I think they're going to bounce back. They're going to sweep the Cubs. I mean, th- this cannot keep going on. They do. They play get better against the Cubs at home. They hit a lot of home runs at home. I say they, they only win one in L.A., but they win all three. At home against the Cubs is where I would go. There is my Brewer prediction. There's not really a lot of promos. As we know, they only have three home games. So it's... What is it? I mean, they they really don't have any promos going on this weekend, it looks like. Unfortunately, but they did run a lot of good ones last home stand for sure. So just keep on the lookout for that. But otherwise, I mean, the Brewer report, that kind of wraps it up there. Don't really need to go into stats. That's about I share on social media once in a while. You can go check that out. But I mean, we know who's hot. We know who's not, right? McCutcheon, Hira, Renfro, the guys who have been hot. Adamus a little bit, but Yelich has been there on the base. Tyrone Taylor's looked terrible as of late. Jonathan Davis has not looked good either. So I mean, that that's kind of the out the the report. Keston looks great. Um, otherwise, Rowdy, of course. We love Rowdy. Rowdy's favorite brewer for sure. He's looked amazing. Has had a great year overall. But that is the Brewer Report. And that is going to wrap up here. Episode 76 of Drew Sports Crew. I mentioned, again, all the announcements prior. But one more time, social media is at Drew Sports Crew. There on the Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, Drew's Sports Crew. And YouTube, where you're listening or watching right now, Drew's Sports Crew as well. So thank you guys all for listening here to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you. Thank you, everybody. Good night.